She goes to work in her bow collar shirt with a tweed handbag and a real long skirt. Always listening to Bowie and she loved the police. First time I ever seen leg warmers. Hello and welcome back to the Because of the Times podcast. Joining me today, we have Jodie Rap Maestro Kay Grayson. How are you doing, Kay? You good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Wonderful. Uh, so first off, a new single, Out of Time, came out back end of February. After the success of your debut EP last year, has that gone as well as you'd hoped? Uh, yeah, I've been really happy with the response to Out of Time. I was a bit nervous when that track was being made and when we were planning to put it out because it is like a bit more of a pop track than a rap track and it kind of goes in a different direction. But I've been really happy with the response and how people have, have been playing it. So yeah, I'm happy with it. So do you feel that that's a new level of experimentation for you and something you might continue with in the future? Oh, totally. Um, I'm very eclectic in my music tastes, so I like a bit of everything. So being able to do something outside of hip hop and, you know, really explore a different style uh, is something that I've been really looking forward to doing. So definitely something I'm going to do more of in the future. So you've talked a lot before and almost made it your duty to involve yourself within the local community in Newcastle. And especially with the kids, you know, I know you worked at a local school briefly and kind of almost giving the kids an escape and teaching them those, you know, rap, you know, how to rap essentially and giving them that kind of escape. Is that your way of almost saying thank you to the community in Newcastle for how they've supported you over the years? Totally. Um, it's a way of paying it forward. You know, I think things like like a music scene, like a successful music scene only survives if you've got people constantly coming up and constantly, you know, trying things out and releasing music and announcing themselves as artists um so it was kind of like creating that creative pool um at, at a young at, of people in that are such a young age and um yeah I mean they, by the end of it they were teaching me things so yeah it was it was a rewarding experience on both sides I think so have you had it do you keep in contact with any of those kids or do they maybe come to you with oh I've got this great tr- I've, wrote, I've wrote this full song what do you think and that that kind of stuff uh, totally like they've been uh I've been seeing a lot of them going off and sort of making music videos and putting stuff out and they always like send me a message like oh check out my new video and stuff so it's great that um at least like some of them have really stuck with it and I'm still working in the community so I've been fortunate enough to be able to carry on um some work with with a few of the kids that I work with while they were in school so yeah it's it's, it's good to make something that has some longevity you know. You have had a lot of local and national acclaim over the past couple of years. Uh, you, you opened the Newcastle Eagles new basketball arena in 2019 and also performed at the Royal Albert Hall in London at the Youth Proms. So what were those experiences like in particular? Well, that, that was amazing. Um, opening the basketball stadium was a big dream of mine. I used to go to the um, to the Eagles games all the time when I was a kid. And like, I'm a massive basketball fan. So being able to do that uh, was just super rewarding, super fun. I, I think I was more excited to watch the game than I was to even perform. I forgot. I kind of forgot while I was watching the game. Uh, so that was super fun. Uh, and the Royal Albert Hall, I mean... Yeah, that was just something I never thought was ever going to happen to me. So being able to go down there and have so many people singing along to my songs and, and, and being in London as well and performing was just, yeah, it was magical. When you do those kind of performances, do you do you feel the nerves where, like before you do them? Because I know it's different for every person. I know if I was on any form of a stage as a kid, just as a player, I couldn't handle it. So, I mean, what what's it like for you on those kind of bigger stages? I feel like it's less nerves. I feel more like, I think the worst part is 
like maybe an hour or so before I'm performing, just that time before, when I'm so ready to do it, I feel it feels like every bone in my body is trying to get onto the stage, you know. So I feel more less nervous and more once I get there, it's like finally I'm here, I'm doing this. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm. I think when I was younger, I used to get quite quite big stage fright. Uh, well, not quite big. Well, I wouldn't say stage fright, but I did get nervous. Uh, but now, uh, not so much. It's more like a relief once I get on a stage. Aside from COVID-19, within the last 12 months, we've seen the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement and it's come to the forefront of a lot of people's minds with good reason. Uh, so for you personally, why is that issue so important for you as a, a young rapper coming out of the Northeast? So for me, like sort of growing up in the Northeast in the early 2000s, it wasn't quite the place it is today. <laughs> the the Northeast has done a lot of evolving over the past 22 years alone and even before that and I know when I was a kid I experienced uh, a lot of racism growing up where I grew up because we were just the only people of colour or, or black people in that area if, if it was us maybe one other family you know and people's ignorance sort of forced them to be in that way you know and uh, that was a real difficulty for me I often felt like the odd one out um, so being able to to see now that you sort of like in the northeast area, especially in Newcastle, it's so diverse now and it's becoming this place where people from all over the world live here, you know, and um, I think especially with the protests that happened, um, that seeing that amount of people come out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement was so important, you know, it was as big as the issue, you know, being able to see people from all different walks of life really taking a look at something that's been going on for a really long time and something that people have been a victim of for a really long time. I think when you're a victim of racism, especially in a predominantly white area, it can feel very isolating. So being able to look and go, oh, that person, even though they might not be black or they might not be a minority, are supporting me. I think that was something that really came from from last summer. So you have been along to to the protests as well, and that you've seen that react that kind of positive reaction firsthand. Yeah, you know, even online, seeing it and seeing that people have like really like you know people use social media now to express themselves and to to put forward their views, and it's people that you know maybe had never even thought about you know the black struggle or thought about police brutality or thought about different inequalities really stepping up and taking that time to think about it and using that platform to talk about it, I think that's that was really important seeing that as well. If we kind of maybe centralise that a bit more in terms of the music industry, what, if any, issues have you encountered in terms of racism? So being a, being a rap artist, I have been fortunate, I guess, to be able to surround myself in circles that... that are more diverse than say if I was like a, an indie guitarist or a pop singer you know so I think because of that I've, I've been able to sort of avoid some of the the pitholes the, the the potholes that would would come with experiencing racism in the music industry but that's not to say that I haven't experienced anything like that you know I think 
especially being a rap artist and more past that being a, a black female rap artist you do experience some stereotyping and people trying to put you in a box to be one thing it's like or oh, if you're a rapper then you must be this and if you're you know you're a female rapper or a black rapper you must be this and uh, I have definitely experienced that but for me it's just having a good support network around me and a good group of people around me that meant I never had to I could block out the noise you know what would you say to people that are maybe a in a similar situation to you but maybe a past version of yourself so growing up in that area and maybe maybe don't have that same support network that you have built up what would be your advice to people like that who maybe don't know where to turn and how to express themselves I would definitely say um that there are, there's good people out there even when it feels like everyone in the world has this same view and feels this way about you that's just simply not true that there's there's always someone to go to and there's always a place to go to where you can feel included and welcomed and it's about proactively like seeking those places and seeking those people who are going to support you and help you because it, it does take a village you know to create anything in a music career especially so it's going out and finding that support network uh, is key finally uh any tracks, artists that you're obsessed with at the minute, at this present moment in time? So, uh, someone I've got to mention, I've been obsessed with them all the way through the pandemic. Uh, I've been listening to ridiculous amounts of Fleetwood Mac. Like every, like I'm, I'm gonna. Is, is that is that come from the is that come from the TikTok trend by any chance? <laughs> nah, I've randomly started reading um the biography of Mick Fleetwood, like just ra- like pandemic boredom, and got like obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, and then the the TikTok trend happened after that, and I was like, oh my god, the whole world is joining me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so from from them, I would probably say. I've been listening to the track Tusk, Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. I've been listening to loads. Um, there's an artist called Bacar. Um, he has a song out called First Time, which I've been listening to this week, uh, just on repeat. Yeah, and um, I've, I re- during the pandemic, uh, I, re- I moved in with a, um, with another local rapper called Kemi K. So um, I've been listening to his music a lot, um, by choice and by force. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he has a track out called Let's Drive uh, by Kevin Key, which is a, a banger. So that's one that I definitely have been throwing on recently. So, yeah. How much have you been paid to say that? Oh, uh, 20 quid. He's waiting. <laughs> 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 He's waiting oh. the door. I'm just going to grab it. <laughs> well, Kay, um, we're out of time. If you've seen what I've done there. Um <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, tell everyone you know about the podcast. It would be a great help uh, and boost for me. And Kay, thank you very much. She's out of time. 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 She's out of time.